Welcome to Better Children's Ministry, a weekly podcast from Every Generation Ministries for anyone who wants to see their children and church transformed by the love of Jesus. Well, welcome to Better Children's Ministry, a podcast of Every Generation Ministries. My name is Kelly Johnson, and I am here today with Quentin Hufford, EGM's Bible resource publisher. How's it going, Quentin? I'm doing well. Good. How are you doing today? I'm doing pretty well. You know, it's Thanksgiving week. Yeah, I know. When this comes out, it'll be in January, but <laughs> we're here in Thanksgiving. I'm feeling great. Yeah. When this comes out, I'll have a third baby. Yeah, that's right. It's crazy. Oh, man. <laughs> I know. Things will have changed. Yeah. Right now, we're chilling. Yeah. Things are cool. My wife and I will be outnumbered. <laughs> That's right. Well, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself before we get started? Uh, well, okay. I serve here as Bible Resource Publisher. Um, what does that mean? I get to help leaders all around the world develop curriculum. Cool. The actual written resources that they use every week mm-hmm. for children's ministry and well, and I get to be active in all the countries that we serve in uh, because every one of them will be serving uh, children's workers by developing curriculum that's culturally relevant. Awesome. So that's pretty much what keeps me busy. But then I'm also a manager here and I get to work uh, with a lot of different hats. And yeah. uh, for me personally, I'm married. Uh, my wife, Ashley, and I have been married for almost five years now. Uh, we have two little ones, mm-hmm. a three-year-old and a one-year-old. We're going to have three kids, three and under, for about four months. So um, all you listeners, just start praying now. Right? appreciate that. Um, Living the dream. And our third baby is due anytime in the next two or three weeks. Awesome. And you guys don't know if it's a boy or a girl, is that right? No, we have one of each already, so we decided to keep it a mystery. Oh, that is so awesome. Yeah. And we attend uh, North Coast Church uh, down in San Diego County. That's right. And um, How long have you guys been there? Since just before we got married, uh, we've been going actively awesome. to that campus, the San Marcos Escondido campus. And we volunteer with kids. My wife is the children's ministry director for the twos and threes. Sweet. And so I get to help out there uh, quite a bit and serve there, serve especially with the little ones. Yeah. We we started with the ones and we did the nursery and like kind of as our kids grew, we kind of grew with them a little bit. Um, Totally. And then I serve in the worship team and uh, we're both uh, life group leaders. Awesome. Mm -hmm. Well, I have a uh, question for you. Oh, please. When you were a child, what did you want to be when you grew up? As soon as I could pronounce the word archaeology. Oh, yeah. I think I started digging into it. And <laughs> No pun intended. It's like I, I didn't rehearse that too much. Oh, it's uh, amazing. Just a little bit. No, and so I was into all the old stuff and going out and watching Indiana Jones movies. And of course. Thought it cool. Until I went to college and took an intro to to archaeology class and decided that was not for me. Oh my goodness, yeah. That's um, some hardcore science right there. Yeah. And a whole lot of work to look at a like a piece of pottery. Yeah. You know? Like how much actual digging is done versus how much studying yeah. is done. Wasn't quite as cool when I thought about like dinosaurs, you know, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Carrying around a whip like Indiana Jones. Yeah, exactly, and, exactly. Yeah. Looking for some golden skull somewhere. Yeah. Um, but one thing that really stuck with me that I actually acted on was to be a musician. Oh, cool. My dad, my family, everyone plays something. We used to always joke. It wasn't whether or not I was going to play music. It was what mm. instrument I was going to play. Mm. And so I got, um, 
I always wanted to be a musician. What do you play? I play piano. Nice. So I serve on the worship team now. Piano played professionally for a number of years, and just it's part of me. Are you the guy who shows up at parties and people are like, play something? I can be, uh, but I don't do it too often, believe it or not. I really enjoy playing in bands. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so like the whole like solo performer and... I, you know, I could pull something out if I need to. But. I love having a piano during worship. I think that mm. is just like the coolest thing. Yeah. You don't see it too often. Anymore. I know. Yeah. It's so <laughs> awesome. All right. So for the month of January, EGM is hosting the 31 Days of Prayer for Children mm. Challenge. Mm-hmm. We are spending every day in January praying for something specific on behalf of children around the world. This is our second year doing this, and we just found last year it was such an awesome way to start the year off. Just a really um, great way to focus us and sort of um, think through uh, the different ways we can um, talk to God about kids. So we're bringing it back for a second year. All right. And so uh, we're going to talk today with Quentin about one of the things we're praying for, and that is nurturing families. Yeah. So, Quentin, what are some of the qualities of a nurturing family? Uh, I really think of, you know, a caring family. Uh, and when I think even of caring, I think about like, a, like an investment, as it were. I think mm-hmm. of, of how families can be invested in each other and in kids, mm-hmm. uh, and specifically physical, uh, emotional, and spiritual mm-hmm. kind of nourishment, and really investing in each other's lives and seeing each other grow in all three of those ways. Mm-hmm. And um, I also think you know that stems from from how you yourself feel like you know your own relationship. Absolutely. With God and yes. uh, how we are cared for as his kids mm-hmm. and how when we're in that spot and we have that nourishment in our own lives, we can really share it with those around us. Absolutely. And, uh, not just our own physical, biological kids, but really anywhere that we're around. Right. You know. Right. Nurturing family does not necessarily mean biological parents. Yeah. So I, you know. All the times I get to go abroad, you know, you see very real examples of people that are caring not only for one another in their own biological families, but um, there's a lot of orphan situations where Mm -hmm. you find children's workers that just are passionate about kids in their community. Mm -hmm. You see communities rallying together, Mm -hmm. grandparents, guardians. I mean, you name it, you think it, you know, there's a lot of people that just are living out that idea of community. Absolutely. As the Bible talks about, you Mm -hmm. know, and and how the people of Israel just, um, it wasn't just parents that cared for those kids. For example, it was the whole community come together. That's right. Um, And I can think of two great examples, specifically, uh, our pals, uh, Patience and Reverend Jacqueline Mm. in Uganda, uh, because it blew my mind the first time I got to visit Uganda and actually visit these women. Tell our listeners who Patience and Reverend Jacqueline are in relation to EGM. And so both uh, Reverend Jacqueline and Patience serve with the ministry team in Uganda. we're both board members for a number of years. Patience now is the director of our ministry team there. And uh, one of the ways that I thought it was so cool that they really embodied this idea of nurturing and um, caring for others was that they were both single women. Mm-hmm. And even though they were single, in their house lived 
five, six, seven mm. girls mm. of different ages that mm. they had just decided to take in. Mm. And um, in Reverend's case, she is actually a preacher mm-hmm. in a church there. She has a little home right next to the church. Mm. And just these are young girls that um, she helped train. Uh, invest in life skills, uh, support financially, mm-hmm. and support spiritually, and really just work in their lives. Mm-hmm. And to hear them talk about these young ones, actually now they're teens, some of them are moving out of the house yeah. and having been married and really just not have, not have really had that nuclear family right. idea growing up, and they're just doing so well. That it's is just, so awesome. It's amazing. I love that. So from what I'm hearing from you, Nurturing family means investing in relationship mm-hmm. with those who are in your family mm-hmm. and investing in our own personal relationships with the Lord. Uh, yeah, definitely. Right? Mm-hmm. That's so beautiful to me because I think about what a model, what a great way to model God, you know, who really made an ultimate investment in each one of us. Amen. Right. Mm-hmm. So why do you think it's valuable for us to pray for children to have nurturing families? It's always great to have someone looking out for you. Mm-hmm. And in a lot of cases, unfortunately, they might not know exactly who that is. Mm. But they have someone in Christ. And someone who can be that spiritual father, mm. can be that mentor, and just um, know and trust in the fact that someone is caring for them mm. and nurturing them. And really invested not just that they grow up, mm-hmm. but that someone really cares about how they grow up. Sure. And so a prayer is that, especially for children, uh, that they have some sort of mentor, some sort of guardian, some person in their lives that can really, again, take that next step mm-hmm. and invest in the spiritual development, their physical development, their emotional development. And so any of us that has godly families you know that's Mm -hmm. that's one of the ways that we can grow up in our own existence but then uh to have that kind of community around you whether it's nuclear family or not i think it's just a huge way to pray and it's such a value for little ones that are growing up in the lord absolutely so what does god's word say about the value of family in the life of a child uh, well, God's word says a lot about yeah. <laughs> uh, this subject and how, um, but but there were two verses that I really gravitated towards, one in the Old Testament and one in the New, uh, and one being in Psalm, uh, and so I'm actually going to go there right now, and specifically in Psalm 68, uh, verses, I mean, five and six, you know, this is, um, you know, I'll read this and then maybe provide a little bit more context, sure. uh, but um A father to the fatherless, a defender of widows, is God in his holy dwelling. And God sets the lonely in families. He leads out the prisoners with singing, but the rebellious live in a sun-scorched land. Mm. And this is such an interesting psalm because it's, you know, it begins with like this prayer um, and, and has so many instances where they're just praising the Lord and recognizing the goodness of God, especially in these two verses, mm-hmm. and then what he has in store for those uh, that might not be mm-hmm. <laughs> in that case. Um, but but two ways about how this this kind of brings 
you know, value to the family um, mm -hmm. and value to the life of a child is specifically in this idea of father of the fatherless. Yes. You know, a little bit of context how, you know, the people of Israel had come out of, you know, uh, Egypt and had kind of, you know, this few generations down, but they, a lot of them have experienced maybe life that without a father, without yeah. parents, perhaps. And so to know and trust that a Lord is one that provides for those in those kinds of situations. Mm -hmm. You know, we see these different examples of the fatherless, the widows, we see the lonely or the solitary in families, how, how God is the ultimate provider. Mm -hmm. And that, um, especially for children that don't necessarily have access to that kind of environment immediately mm -hmm, mm -hmm. to know and trust and see in scripture that God is looking out for mm -hmm. them specifically mm -hmm. just can be such a comfort mm. uh, in my opinion. Um, and I think too, uh, just have another example in our ministry uh, down in Argentina in Buenos Aires alone, you know, there are hundreds of thousands of children that are orphans right. living on the streets they're street yeah. children. They don't have this example of a, a father right. or a mother or a provider in their lives. And so, you know, church can be that refuge for them. Absolutely. Where they can learn about a spiritual father that provides for their needs. Yeah, I'm thinking, too, about, um, you know, what you said uh, about the Israelites leaving Egypt. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. just the so many times God's people spent in exile and uh, so many times they would cry out to God, you know, where are you? We're abandoned. We're alone. Um, obviously, that wasn't true, but that's how they were feeling. Yeah. And, uh, you know, God in his grace uh, provided that reassurance to them time and time again. Consistently. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and so it's a beautiful thing to think that, um, you know, God is there and he is a father to the fatherless. Um his own people understand uh, those feelings and can trust that he'll reassure him that he's always there, just the same way a child may be feeling those feelings as well. Definitely. It's really beautiful. And then another location that um, I see in the New Testament is also found in the book of Ephesians. So just mind me as I flip there. <laughs> in the, in the uh, hard copy version. And it's, um, I'm going to read out of Ephesians chapter 6, uh, specifically um, verse 4. And this is amid just a whole passage about instructions for Christian living and mm -hmm. our Christian households and um, following, you know, how we are to submit and respect one another okay. um, as husband and wife. But then it has... Um, this great little piece, and I'll start a little bit before, maybe in verse 1 of chapter 6. It says, Children, obey your parents and the Lord, for this is right. Honor your father and mother, which is the first commandment, with a promise, so that it may go well with you and that you may enjoy long life on the earth. Now, it says here in verse 4, it says, Fathers, or I'll actually, I mean, parents is a good mm -hmm. um, example here. Do not exasperate your children. Mm. Instead, bring them up in the training and instruction of the Lord. Mm. And I love that, um, especially for the context here, mm -hmm. the culture would have said that the father, especially right. what he says goes no matter what period. Yes. <laughs> and so to have such a countercultural idea mm. of, um, not, you know, it just says here, exasperate your children, not 
to push to anger, not mm-hmm. to um, have a sh- basically a short fuse or a mm-hmm. quick temper yourself. And um, it says it talks about you know bringing them up and training, uh, instructing. I think of Second uh, Timothy chapter three, where where you to use God's word to train, right. to teach, to correct, mm-hmm. to rebuke. Mm-hmm. You know, it's all of these ideas in the spiritual development of mm-hmm. a child. Mm-hmm. And I think again about that idea of investment here. Absolutely, it's taking. Taking that extra step to invest in a child's physical growth, mm-hmm. their emotional growth, and their spiritual growth. Mm-hmm. And I love that. And I love this idea as a father personally, mm-hmm. especially with a three-and-a-half-year-old and a one-and-a-half-year-old mm-hmm. at home, that I am to be patient. Right. Right. <laughs> I am to, <laughs> to work on um, modeling myself what my relationship with Christ looks like, and then also you having that model for my kids. Right. Absolutely. So that's another way we can really be praying. You know, as we're praying for nurturing families for the children uh, in our lives and all around the world, we can also be praying mm. that those families are bringing them up in the wisdom and instruction of the Lord. Mm. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. So how can we encourage and minister to children who don't have nurturing families? I, you know, I think about this, um, from the perspective of a, of a dad myself, but then also as a part of the church community, the right. bigger community. Right. Um, and as God commanded in the Old Testament, he, he commanded the community of Israel. It was not specifically parents bring up your kids. Mm-hmm. I love this idea of a community rallying around how children are to be raised mm-hmm. in the Lord mm-hmm. and specifically using God's word. And so from that perspective, I think one of the ways that we can best minister to kids is to be quick to listen, mm-hmm. not to judge mm-hmm. someone, especially before we, you know, give them a chance to share. Sure. <laughs> well, sure. And, and I think about this in ministry, even at my church and how mm-hmm. I even work with the little ones, you know, the twos and threes, but they have, they might be little, but they have big problems yes. that they face every yeah. day and they're aware and they see what's going on in their families. Right. And so to have an opportunity as a dad, as a minister to those little ones, just to listen absolutely to what their Validate experience them. is like. Yeah. yeah. And, and to not. To not judge right up front mm-hmm. or not, um, you know, make an assumption about someone exactly. that, you know, because if we do that, we kill any chance we have at building a relationship with that mm-hmm. child. Mm-hmm. And that would be my encouragement. Absolutely. I think, too, you know, um, I don't remember the exact words you used earlier, but uh, I think it's really encouraging to um, just know that. Every child, no matter their circumstance, no matter whether or not they have a um, whole nuclear family who's raising them up, has an opportunity to be part of God's family. Yes. And so uh, even though their physical earthly family may not be nurturing, uh, they have a nurturing father in heaven. And, and, you know, I think that's just one super straightforward way to encourage and nurture children is remind them that, you know, God is there for you and he wants to be your nurturing family. Yes. And for those of us that are involved in children's lives that might not be our own, we have that opportunity. God's put us there in that location, in that place to work in those children's lives. Absolutely. Yes. And so we, you know, it might not even, it might even be indirect, Mm -hmm. you know, but you can have an impact and God's put you there for a reason. And so we all have responsibility to, 
to be that community mm-hmm. for that child and mm-hmm. to and like you said to remind them that they can be part of God's family. Yeah. I'll never forget um seeing when I was in church I'm I feel very blessed to have been raised in a very nurturing earthly family. Mm-hmm. Um but I remember when I was graduating high school um, we had, you know, a graduation ceremony at church for, for all of us who were graduating and, um, it had all the youth leaders there, you know, and they, they were really there supporting us and they invited our families to come. And at the end, um, our families like surrounded each one of us and just, we prayed together, like as a little nuclear family for yeah. me and for my future. And there was one kid there, you know, and he did not grow up in a family that went to church. He came to church on his own. Um, and so he just sort of stood up there for a minute, just sort of like, what do I do? You know, my family's not here. And it was really beautiful to see every youth leader in that building come up to that child, surround them and pray over them. Like, like this is your family. We are the the family of God. Don't worry. You're not alone. You know, we're your family. And so, yeah, it's just like one of those reminders, like you said, you know, we're the family of God. Mm-hmm. Whether or not your nuclear family is here, mm-hmm. we've got you covered. Yeah. You're not alone. You know, mm-hmm. those are just simple ways to really encourage kids. I think that's just so beautiful. And what a relief that is for parents. Yeah. For those that, you know, just have that burden shared, especially not only with your, you know, our spiritual father, but mm-hmm. also just with each other and mm-hmm. to know that I've got a community by my side exactly. investing in my children. I, I was in the hospital this morning mm-hmm. with my wife mm-hmm. and, there was just a small, very small procedure done for the baby. Mm-hmm. And we had the opportunity to have my dad and, and my sister-in-law and mother-in-law and other sister-in-law, you know, with us in the hospital mm-hmm. and then at home with our kids. And like, so just, yeah. and I know that's an example of family, but just, it's it just takes one example. <laughs> yeah. So true. Yes. <laughs> it is a beautiful thing. Yeah. So what encouragement do you have uh, for each of us as we continue to pray for children each day through the month of, Jan- uh, month of January? You know, I I know I shared some examples about these women in Uganda uh, taking mm-hmm. in orphans and taking in... Uh, we can't... We're not all there. Sure. We're not all in that position. And if you are, God bless you. You know, you've got an opportunity to really work directly in the lives of these children. Mm-hmm. Um, but that aside... We just can remind kids that they can put their trust and their faith mm-hmm. in the Lord Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. And any opportunity we have to remind a child of that is an opportunity that we should take and an opportunity for us to encourage one another and um, especially the children in our lives. And so Absolutely. we just, that's my prayer request mm-hmm. for anybody I'm talking to is mm-hmm. just that we can pray for all of God's children and mm-hmm. how each of us are positioned to be part of their lives. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Quinn, for being here and for chatting with me about this extremely important topic. You're welcome. And thank you to all of our listeners. We really encourage you to join us in prayer through the rest of the month as we pray for children in a specific, different way each day. You can receive daily email reminders with our prayer focus, and uh, you can also join us on social media to check those out. Uh, We'll post our social media handles in the description below this episode so that you can get connected. Thank you all again for listening, and we look forward to chatting about children's ministry again next week. Thanks for listening to Better Children's Ministry. To learn more about EGM, go to egmworld.org.